Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club is presented by Trent Walker, Counselor at Law, located at 5255 Kill Street, Suite A in Jackson, Mississippi. For criminal law, personal injury, family law, or workers' compensation, call 601 321 9540. Email Trent at TrentWalkerLaw.com, visit TrentWalkerLaw.com, or click on the link in the show notes. Hello, this is Coach Reed, the head women's basketball coach for the Jackson State University. You're listening to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Hey, I believe. Do you? Tiger fans, welcome to episode 147 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show, and everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. And a huge congratulations to Coach Tamika Reed and the Lady Tiger basketball team as they were awarded the 15th seed in the Riverwalk region of the NCAA tournament. And they will square off against the number two seed, Baylor Lady Bears. And today we're going inside the Bear Cave with Mr. Tim Watkins, who covers Baylor athletics for BearsIllustrated.com, which is a part of the 247 Sports Network. Welcome to the show, Tim. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. We definitely appreciate you for coming on. Our fan base is excited, and they definitely want to learn more about this Baylor basketball team. Obviously, a national powerhouse, and we'll get to see them up close and personal, but definitely wanted to get, hear from someone who's close to the team and, and covers the team. Uh, congratulations to the Lady Bears as well on yet another successful season. As I said, this program is a perennial national powerhouse, and uh, we definitely want to dive into that. But can you first introduce yourself to our fan base and to our listeners Kind of give us an idea of what all you do and how long you've been doing it and anything else you want to add. No, absolutely. My name's Tim Watkins. I am the uh, owner and publisher of BearsIllustrated.com. Uh, own the site for about six, seven years now. Uh, mainly cover uh, football, basketball, both men's and women's. Um, very easy to cover a Lady Bears team that has won 11 uh, Big 12 championships in a row now uh, and has, mm-hmm. you know, three national titles uh, in the last, uh, I guess, uh, 14, 15 years now. Um, so mainly recover recruiting and then the day-to-day kind of of uh, beat writing capabilities that are required of uh, covering any sports team. 
Absolutely. So we will definitely have our hands full. A lot of talent on this team. What are a couple of names that kind of stand out that we can expect to hear, hear called a lot on this upcoming broadcast? Oh, I think the Big 12 Player of the Year is a great way to start it off in Alyssa Smith. Uh, she is a super uber athletic uh, power forward, uh, very capable of scoring. Uh, even from the three-point line, she started to add that shot late in the season, though she's usually better from a couple feet within. Uh, she's extremely dangerous on uh, second chance uh, offensive rebounds as well as in transitions uh, where she can really uh, run the fast break herself uh, get out with a euro step a hop step uh, get to the rim for a nice finger roll or up and under so she's very capable out in the open court uh, outside of her you have Dee, Dee Richards uh, one of the the premier uh, defensive players uh, nationally won the defensive player of the year na nationally last year. Uh, she's really been pivoted to a point guard role this season, uh, really playing an off ball wing the last few years of her career, uh, starting and really being a, a premier point guard leading the big 12 in assists and, and really being the stir uh, that, uh, or the, uh, the, the straw that stirs the drink, so to speak, if you will. Uh, she is a high energy player, uh, somebody that, that really drives the Lady Bears, uh, both offensively and is really the point of the spear from a defensive perspective. Uh, a name that uh, most fans might not know is Moon Urson, a, a senior guard, undersized, but with a 36-inch vertical, um, uh, extremely athletic, a powerhouse on the glass, even though she's just five foot six, uh, has, I believe, four or five double-doubles on the season uh, with points and rebounds, a tremendous mid-range shooter, uh, able to really elevate over significantly higher or taller players uh, and to get a sweet uh, mid-range jumper. Um, very aggressive on the offensive rebounds. Really dominated Texas in the Big 12 championship uh, where I believe they had over 20 offensive rebounds throughout the game. Moon Erson had four or five herself just through hustle and pure athleticism. So it's a team that you know is still uh, the defending national champions, winning it in 2019. Uh, they don't have a lot of the key components with Lauren Cox and Taya Cooper off to the WNBA, Kalani Brown from from that team as well. So this is a team that that is uh, uh, very dangerous, uh, was definitely on that one-two seed line in a, a large group of, of programs uh, and, and gets the two-seed line, the UConn bracket, uh, with the chance to, uh, you know, hopefully go back to a, a Final Four for, I believe, the fifth time in program history. Wow. Very impressive uh, squad and led by a very impressive coach as well, Coach Kim Mulkey. She really gets it done. Uh, three national championships under her belt, a combined 21 uh, Big 12 regular season tournament titles. Fastest division coach, division one coach, men's or women to 600 career wins. And she was named the 2020 Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame class. That's an impressive resume, as impressive of a resume as you'll see. And she continues to add to it. So what are some things that have made her so successful? Uh, I think anytime you, you turn on the TV, you watch her on the sidelines, it's the passion, it's the energy. Um, it's second to none. Uh, I'm sure the mm -hmm. uh, the referees that that ref the Baylor games will attach to her, will attest to her passion, if you will. Um, she's somebody with a laser focus on winning. And even though she was an All-American guard, an Olympian uh, from her time at Louisiana Tech, she's a player that, or a coach that really believes in low post offense, 
defense first, really playing uh, the the old school traditional way of basketball. The Lady Bears don't really take a lot of three-point shooters. That is probably one of their key weaknesses offensively is they don't have any marquee or elite uh, uh, floor spreaders. They really want to attack the mid-range, get the ball uh, down low to Queen Egbo and Alyssa Smith uh, and really hit the offensive glass hard. In some games, as many as 30 or 40% of their points are coming from the offensive glass and really create offense from that defense in turnovers, getting out in the fast break and letting their athletes run and get open buckets. Uh, so it's a, it's an interesting dynamic from a coach who was the floor leader, was a, a good shooter. Um, her basketball tenure as a coach at Baylor has been the exact opposite, known for some of those marquee posts, you know, going back to Sophia Young in the early 2000s, to mm-hmm. Brittany Griner, who took the team to a second national title, and then the Kalani Brown, Lauren Cox era most recently. Absolutely. Impressive uh, list of, of alumni there. You uh, obviously continue to send your players to the WNBA. And uh, this past season, uh, another successful season, or this current season, 25-2 and two on the season, took home another Big 12 championship. Uh, that's an impressive record. But one thing that jumps right out, me, right out at me is the total number of games that you were able to play, 27, uh, during these challenging and unprecedented COVID-19 times where games were are always being postponed or, or canceled altogether. So was the team able to stay relatively healthy for the most part? Were there many cancellations postponed? They had a couple of cancellations earlier in the season around their December 6th game against Arkansas. Um, That that was really their first loss of the season. They actually had a COVID break related to that. Uh, That took away the opportunity to play UConn as well, a team that Mm. um, many Mm. basketball fans probably outside of your listeners are hoping to see in the Elite Eight Mm. between (laughs) Baylor and UConn. Um, I, I know some of your listeners are probably not rooting for that. (laughs) That's completely to be expected. Um, So they were taken away from that opportunity and really went, you know, no time with with practice for for several days uh, prior to going to Arkansas or prior to going to uh, Iowa State, excuse me. Uh, for a late mm-hmm. season game, you know, they had that January 6th game against Connecticut, you know, canceled. That was primarily the mm-hmm. big cancellation uh, on the record where they went two weeks uh, in between games, didn't have practice, showed up uh, that Saturday morning for their first practice and walked through and, and then lost uh, by four points against Iowa State. Their earlier loss uh, to Arkansas, you know, that was a team that, that just shot well. They just buried uh, a free throw after free throw after free throw. The Lady Bears struggled with foul trouble uh, to begin the year, but really cleaned that up later on. Um, so those two losses that they had uh, were for very specific reasons, one of which, you know, coming off of COVID for two weeks, one of which really struggling uh, with a hot shooting team and free throw. And uh, it's hard to defend from the free throw line. There's a reason why they call it free. So uh, that really lost them the first game. But this is a team that, that really took care of themselves, uh, uh, really bought in. Uh, to a laser focus of making sure that they were doing the right things to stay healthy. You know, Coach Mulkey uh, did have a positive test in that January era that mm. that's took away that that Connecticut game. Um, but outside of that, they were pretty healthy throughout the season. Mm-hmm. All right, and similar in Jackson, uh, this Jackson State Lady Tiger basketball team had its fair share of cancellations, but uh, the conference was fortunate enough to complete the season and crown a champion. There were, there were times where games were canceled the day of, where you know the team had gone through the morning shoot around and were, was preparing to play a game and they got word that it wasn't going to take place. So battle through adversity, def- definitely battle tested. Uh, last season, our Lady Tigers won the regular season championship, but of course the tournament was canceled due to the pandemic and the team found out about it on the bus 
as they were on their way to the conference tournament in Birmingham and they had to turn around. So that was devastating. And they've been waiting an entire year for this opportunity. And uh, you mentioned that the, the Lady Tigers were, I'm sorry, the Lady Bears, of course, uh, they're, technically they're the defending national champions because they won the title uh, in 2019. And I can imagine they were just as disappointed about last season being cut short because, uh, again, I'm, I'm sure they wanted to defend that title. Uh, so they didn't get a chance to defend it. But uh, would you say that is that something that they are, have been carrying with them and just looking for this opportunity to get back uh, to an opportunity to defend that? Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, when they they won it in 2005, they won it in 2012, they won it in 2019. So a seven year gap uh, perfectly between their first, second and third uh, uh, titles. That's one thing that they haven't been able to do is, is win those back to back, which is something that the truly elite teams of your time have been able to do. That's what the Yukons do. That's what the Tennessees mm -hmm. in the 90s and early 2000s did time and time again. And that's something that Baylor hasn't been able to do. They have the three titles. Uh, that fourth would help elevate them, you know, into that company. Uh, uh, really a step behind the, the stalwarts of Tennessee and UConn, mm -hmm. who's really still living out that top elite dog status. Um, so a fourth title, back-to-back -back titles, is another uh, monument on the, the, the headstone, so to speak, of what Baylor Lady Bears have done for Big 12 basketball mm -hmm. and their uh, their program as a whole. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned some of the players on this squad that I really contribute. Are there any current rotation players who contributed to that national title run a couple years ago? Absolutely. Melissa Smith was a, a really that third post behind Lauren Cox and uh, Kalani Brown. And when Lauren Cox went out of the game, it was an Melissa Smith that, that really emerged, uh, uh, was a double-digit scorer for most of the year, an elite six-person uh, six for that team. Uh, outside of that, um, Queen Egbo was that fourth big. Dee Dee Richards was a starter on that team as well. Uh, the rest of the program is a little bit younger. We have a few transfers that came in, such as Dejane Carrington, who was the sixth uh, sixth man of the year award winner for the Big 12. You know, started one game, played 23, but really was was a, a, the second leading score at, score at 13 and a half points a game, 4.7 rebounds, and really was their top three point shooter with 34 makes on the year. A real weapon off the bench for the Lady Bears. Uh, so this is the team that really, with Nellisa Smith and Dee Dee Richards as being two of the top six players for that national title team they definitely know what it takes to win all right and uh, jackson state drew a 15 seed as we said coming from the southwestern athletic conference where the conference champion gets an automatic bid but it's traditionally been a 16 seed and that's something that we we kind of come to expect to be kind of penciled in as number 16 and i think it caught our head coach off guard as she was watching that tournament selection show each time uh, we went to a new bracket she was waiting for the, for that number 16 to be called and, and once that fourth 16 seat was called she joked and said you know wait a minute i think they forgot about us wait we won the tournament where are we and they had the reminder that no no that means we're gonna get a higher seat uh, which is de definitely special for us to come from our conference. And Baylor is a team that many projected, as you said, we're, you guys were kind of on that line, one seed, two seed. Uh, so these teams will meet at the 15 versus two, while they could have easily met at the 16 versus one. How surprised were you by that number two seed, or was it something that you expected? It was something that I expected. I mean, you're always going to get a lower conference champion at that point uh, with the location uh, and that 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 river walk region it makes sense from a from a geographic area and i know that was a a major concern uh for the committee from a, a covid protocol standpoint to minimize and mitigate travel concerns uh as we move forward into the bracket so you know you're playing a conference champion and i think uh, coach mulkey has always said it doesn't
doesn't matter who you are. This is still a championship squad that we're playing. It doesn't matter if mm-hmm. it's a 15 seed or a 16 seed. And the Lady Bears have seen quite a few of both of those seeds in their time uh, in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament, going back to the start of Kim Mulkey's career at Baylor in the year 2000. So uh, there's always a massive amount of respect anytime you run into a champion. And make no mistake, uh, the Lady Bears are playing a championship squad, and they're going to take them seriously. No doubt about it. I am here with Tim Watkins of BearsIllustrated.com, and this episode is presented by Trent Walker, counselor at law, located at 5255 Kill Street, Suite A in Jackson, Mississippi. You can visit them on the web at TrentWalkerLaw.com or click on the link in the show notes. All right, so, Tim, let's take a look at this Baylor squad. Very impressive on paper and on the screen. Three things that jump out at me are they, they defend at a high level, they rebound at a high level, and they really get out in transition once they do. Would you say that's kind of their identity? Absolutely. It's it's defense first when it comes to, to Coach Mulkey and how she designs her teams. Uh, they have been an elite defensive squad uh, in pretty much every metric from points allowed to uh, uh, field goal percentage allowed. They really take away uh, three-point shooters. They, they ask you to take shots that you don't want to take. Um, they force the force non-shooters to, to have have open shots and say, hey, if you want to take a corner three, you want to take an 18-footer, please go ahead. Uh, we're bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're usually stronger and faster. We'll be able to get the rebound. Um, that's the second aspect of the defense or the uh, the squad that's really a focus, and that's rebounding, dominating on the glass, mm-hmm. both on the offense and defensive side. They're historically a, a, a massive discrepancy in terms of rebounds per game. This year, it's about 19 to 20 uh, plus mm-hmm. on rebounds. You're talking Alyssa Smith averaging 9.1 a game, Queen Egbo at 8.6. Um, even their point guard, D.D. Richards, has been a strong rebounder averaging over three per game. Uh, so this is a squad that that plays defense first, that rebounds seconds. Again, another ways to get in transition, get those second chance points uh, to help a pro program that you know historically hasn't been a strong three-point shooting offense mm-hmm. yeah as you said they, they really make it tough for you to score on them uh, first in the nation in opponent field goal percentage at 32 percent and it's their fourth year in a row if i'm not mistaken and, and leading the country in that category so that's very impressive i know you reco- you cover recruiting for baylor would you say that defense is something that coach Mulkey intentionally recruits or is it just something that she instills into her players once she gets them into that system or maybe a little bit of both? It's, it's definitely a little bit of both um the, the the practices start with defense first and foremost that's how she wants to identify and really build her identity as a program but she's looking for athletes that fit the molds are usually larger uh for their positions Uh, Baylor is a program that has almost always play two legitimate post players, something that we don't see in the NBA or the men's college game nearly as much. And we're starting to see, you know, from Oregon last year, starting to go to that four or even five out offense has been popularized by the men's game at the college and professional levels. Uh, Coach Mulkey has really leaned on that two post offense, going back to the national title team with Kalani Brown and Lauren Cox. Now it's Nalissa Smith and Queen Egbo, uh, or Queen Egbo is an elite each shot blocker and Melissa Smith is a strong shot blocker as well uh, them combining to average about two and a half shots per uh, shots blocked per game they get about five to six per game uh, shot blocked uh, so this is a team that that really wants to challenge shots uh, that can open them up to foul trouble though uh, so being able to attack off the dribble being able to get them a little bit out of position if you get a, a, a ref that wants to be on TV a lot as I like to say <laughs> that can definitely help the opposition for the Lady Bears to get to that free throw line uh mitigate any concerns for a defender from the charity stripe mm-hmm. absolutely and you mentioned that rebounding discrepancy 
Uh, team is third in the nation in offensive rebounds at 16.7 per game. I mean, they really crashed the boards and gang rebound, if you will, just in terms of getting three, four, five green and gold jerseys in the paint at times to, to grab the board. Second in the country in offensive rebounding at a 40%, uh, 46%, which is absolutely astonishing. And you talked about getting out in transition as well. I mean, even the bigs, I mean, one, two, three dribbles later, they're laying the ball up on the other end, and they're second in the nation in assists per game with, I think, just under 21 a game. Now, we talked about Dee Dee Richards. Uh, she led the Big 12 in assists, and she really makes the team go in addition to her defensive prowess that you mentioned earlier. I think you may have said defensive player of the year, and she's a finalist for it mm-hmm. this year as well. But uh, she had some physical setbacks this season, from what I understand. Uh, so can you talk about, I guess, her ability to bounce back from that and what she's meant to this Yeah, team? it's a tremendous story, and it was heartbreaking for Baylor fans to to see the news um, a, a couple of weeks before the season started where Moon Urson and Dee Dee Richards had, a, had an ex- extremely violent collision during a, during a practice where they were both going aggressively for a loose ball, something that you'll probably see a lot of this weekend. And um, mm-hmm. uh, Dee Dee actually was paralyzed briefly um, a temporary paralysis, uh, wasn't able to walk and really had to to learn how to walk over the next few weeks. She missed uh, the first couple of games of the regular season while she literally refound her legs. Um, so it was a mm. it was a tough thing. She had a, a concussion later in the year that that had every Baylor fan gasping of saying, oh, no, not again. Mm. Um, so mm. her ability to really climb and claw through that literally uh, uh, c- confined to a walker for for a couple of weeks, unable to really be the premier athlete that she is and uh, you watch her now and 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 she looks the same as she did last year uh, flying over the flying all over the court able to impact the game defensively primarily uh really control the offense was always a very smart playmaker and passer mm-hmm. as a secondary uh, uh kind of point guard for the bears uh this year stepping into that lead role significantly outside of her comfort zone uh, especially mm-hmm. with coach coach mulkey being a former all-american point guard she's a uh, a quite demanding demanding of what her expectations are for that point guard position. And they've had some great ones with Odyssey Sims and even Chelsea Whitaker on that first national title team. So this is a, this is a, a, a young lady that has really fought through a lot of adversity um, is not what you would call a stereotypical or prototypical uh, point guard. Um, she's six feet tall. She doesn't have a great jump shot. Um, she's not the quickest or the fastest, but she's a very good leaper, able to finish up close, uh, has a sneaky little post game and up and under game when, uh, especially if she gets a smaller point guard on her um, and able to score maybe eight to 12 points a game. And anything more than that is, is pure gravy. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Very inspiring story. Obviously you hate to hear about injuries and things of that nature, but uh, again, it was great to hear how she's bounced back and, and been such a key gog for, for the Baylor lady bears. And, you know, we talked about your record, only a couple losses on the season. I uh, know it's, it's obviously it's difficult to run the table in college basketball, regardless of how much talent you have on your roster. But when you look at the times where they did drop a game or even when it was a close one that they, that they pulled off, that they could have gone either way. How do you feel the, the opponent has been able to find success against this team? Yeah, I think first and foremost, you know, looking at the Arkansas game, that was a that was a team that had a tremendous ability to attack the rim off the dribble. And that was earlier in the season when the Lady Bears were, were kind of still finding their offensive mojo. And and Arkansas was an absolutely insane 30 of 39 from the free throw line in that game. Um, so they, they, they had only 65 field goal attempts and 39 free throw attempts compared to the Lady Bears. 
Bears with just 18 free throw attempts. So they were plus 18 from the free throw line in a five-point win in Arkansas. Uh, so they were really able to attack the paint, get the Lady Bears in foul trouble. They had two players foul out. They had two more with four fouls. So it was really a disjointed game that uh, for a team that, rep- that had to replace a lot from the year prior with really a, a foundational piece of Lauren Cox no longer being there. They lost their two starting guards. Um, had Dee Dee Richards really was her first game uh, as uh, back. Uh, so it was a, it was definitely a learning experience for the Lady Bears and, a, and an early season loss that most people didn't expect from a, a still top 20 ranked team in Arkansas. Mm-hmm, in Iowa State, it, it was a game, you know, where they hadn't practiced or really seen each other in two weeks coming off a of COVID protocol. They met that morning and played that evening. Um, so it was a game that, you know, it, it's tough to play when you don't practice. And it was a game that mm-hmm. the Lady Bears just looked like they hadn't played basketball in two weeks. And that's pretty much what the situation was. Iowa State came out just firing from deep. Uh, they made eight of 27 three-pointers, the ma- vast majority of those in the first half. Um, so it was a, a game that got away from the Bears early. They were down by 11 uh, after the first quarter, uh, fought back in the second quarter to make it a one-point game. And then you know Iowa State just did enough to hold on uh, late, uh, hitting their free throws, had a couple of big rebounds, got a couple of loose ball against a, a tired legs for the Lady Bears. But since though that, that loss against Iowa State, I believe that was um, in mid-January, January 16th, uh, the Lady Bears have run the table. Uh, they've beaten all comers. Uh, they defeated easily Iowa State on the road. They beat mm-hmm. um, West Virginia two times. They beat Oklahoma State twice as well, both ranked in the top 25 at the time. Uh, so this is a team that's really finding its legs, getting its, getting its identity, and, and figuring out how they can best leverage and use Melissa Smith, who isn't the prototypical low post, just get her the ball, let her go to work that, you know, Baylor had with Lauren Cox, with Kalani Brown, with with uh, Brittany Griner in the heyday as well. So she's more of a face up post player, able to run on the uh, get out in the open court significantly better, able to really face up and take somebody off the dribble uh, versus just a traditional uh, back into you and, and, and figure out a move from there. Absolutely. And uh, during that stretch run uh, where you ran the table, fun fact regarding one of the teams that you beat, there was, we had one common opponent this season uh, for Jack State and Baylor. It was our big time rival from the SWAC, Southern University. Uh, JSU got the two game se- series sweep, winning by 10 points and 20 points respectively. And Baylor came away with a 34 point win against those Jaguars. So that was our one common opponent. Tim, we are looking forward to this matchup Sunday at three o'clock central. Any final words for us? No, I, I think it's going to be a fun game. Uh, I, I always root for a closer game than most people are probably expecting. You know, uh, the Lady Bears mm-hmm. have had some 40 and 50 point wins in situations like this. I never like to see that because that's that's the NCAA tournament um, uh, for mm-hmm. for the mid-major and lower-major schools. You're a champion still. Um, you're playing a championship, literally a, the national champions right now. So that's you, congratulations. Mm-hmm. You got a 15 seed and great. You have to play the defending champs. Um, great, <laughs> exactly. great reward. There, thanks, thanks, NCAA committee would be my reaction. Exactly. Um, so it, it should be. A, hopefully, it's a better game than than most people expect, and uh, 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 both teams have fun and get out of there safe. Sure thing, sure thing. And how can our listeners follow you and your work? Maybe your website or social. Absolutely, media? on the twenty four seven network, uh, or the Baylor Bears site, BearsIllustrated.com. You can find me at Tim Watkins four on Twitter, and um, you know, hopefully, we'll be able to see a great game this Sunday.
Absolutely. Again, we are looking forward to it. We cannot thank you enough for taking time out of your day to speak with us. And again, we're looking forward to that game, man. You take care and stay Thanks, safe. guys. Take care. And again, this episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club is brought to you by Trent Walker, counselor at law, located at 5255 Kill Street, Suite A in Jackson, Mississippi. For criminal law, personal injury, family law, or workers' compensation, call 601-321-9540 or visit www.trentwalkerlaw.com. And of course, you can click on the link in the show notes. And that'll do it for episode 147 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag V-I-Love. The ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.